0: sports baseball show here are your hosts the luckiest men on the face of the earth chase midorski and
1: alex specter
0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. First show, post-All-Star break. We are officially in the second half of the Major League Baseball season. With Sam, our producer, and Alex Spector, this is Chase Vidorski here. And number 20, when I say hip-hip, you say... Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jorge, dude. Jesus and Jorge both start with a J, so that's, you know, not too far off, I guess. Not too bad. Could have been a whole lot worse. Could have been a whole lot worse. (laughs) Uh, We're coming off of a... Great all-star game, very close, Uh, a home-run derby uh, where Pete Alonso, Vlad, and Jock Peterson put on a derby for the ages. We're going to get to all of that in a little bit. Uh, But first, Alex had the pleasure of visiting a Major League uh, Baseball park for the first time. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, it was not his first Major League Baseball game. Uh, Did did not want it to come off that way. Uh, He knows baseball so much, in fact, that I'm going to give everyone a sneak peek. Uh, Shane Bieber won all-star game MVP. Yeah,
1: and I've been talking Shane Bieber up since the preseason. I'm gonna before I also you also picked him to win the sign. Okay. Before you talk
0: about your trip to Philadelphia, uh, spoiler alert, he went to Philadelphia. That was where the stadium was. Uh, I just want to say because you always talk about how great your fantasy team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the Herman Marquez stat line today? No, he's on my team. He's been terrible. Yeah, he gave up 11 earned runs today. Did he? 11 did earned he? runs he in under two innings, dude. I'm I just player. wanted. I I looked at your team with Jacob, your co-owner, mm-hmm. and I looked at the team and I did say, I don't know how this isn't the best team in the league. Um, but Marquez gave up 11 runs. I just wanted to let you know,
1: dude. He has been. Awful. He started off, he was really good to start the year. I was like, damn, I don't even know who this guy is. And now, uh, well, actually I do I know who he is, but he's uh, he's been pretty atrocious. He's heinous
0: a at Coors Field. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean,
1: like he gives, yeah, he just gets
0: rocked. I don't El- know how to bench 11 runs, I can't even do that on two hands. I need my toes.
1: If you were alive in Russia in the 80s and lived through Chernobyl, <laughs> you could count him on two hands. How was the finale, yeah. by the way? Did you like it? I thought it was okay. Um, people loved it. I thought it was good. I thought it was educational as well because, like, I didn't know—I honestly didn't know anything about it other than the fact that it happened. Um, but I think it was a little bit overhyped. The like, wasn't. The ending scenes were cool. Like,
0: do you watch Stranger Things?
1: I just started uh, season three last night. I forgot my Netflix password for last like six months.
0: One episode down.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, it's kind of funny because I was thinking, because uh, spoiler for the opening season and uh, the opening episode of Stranger Things season three. Russia's involved, of course. Well, that was my transition. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to get at. And it's it's funny having the last show I watched being Chernobyl and then watching that, I'm like... Oh. Well,
0: because I asked my boss today, I was like, do you watch Stranger Things? <laughs> uh, I had not seen my boss in two weeks, so you know we're going to get our Is 4th that of humble July a brag reaction. how little you work? No, it's a humble brag of my boss went to LA for two weeks and I was alone in the office, so fair, fair. didn't get to see him. True. Not going to go out of my way to call him, hey, do you watch Stranger Things? Like... Then it's going to lead into a whole work conversation which nobody wants. But anyway, he was like, no, I don't. Do you watch Chernobyl? And I said, no, my buddies love it though. He said, it's very intense. Do not try to binge watch it like you would
1: binge watch Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Chernobyl was definitely intense. Um, But it's funny the whole Russia. You know, hey, Russia. Maybe that's – they're going to tie that in that uh, what they're doing in Stranger Things is what led to Chernobyl. That's what led to the
0: Demogorgons and everything. Mm-hmm. The radiation led mm-hmm. to aliens. Yep, I buy it. Yeah. All right. So the opposite of scary Russia, though, is the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your trip.
1: So, all right. So, I one of my buddies works for MLB, and he hits me up on two, last. Wait, wait,
0: wait pause. How have you never mentioned this? We were doing twenty podcasts, and everybody buddy
1: works for the MLB. Well, the MLB uh, Advanced Media. Even more relevant to the podcast, That's I would good say. Point. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does. Um... Good guy one of my oldest friends. Um, What's he do? He's like a uh, he's a, a dude. dude. He's like an entry level kind of like like uh, coordinator, I guess. I don't, you know, I'm not sure what his day to day is. He's a coordinator. Coordinator is about as like entry level as you can get. He might actually have been promoted from coordinator. Okay. But anyways, he works for the MLB. Pretty cool. Likes his job. Nice kid.
0: Anyways, if you work for the MLB and don't like your job, go screw yourself. That's all I have to say.
1: Well, you could be doing some things for me. You could be doing some things for the MLB that you don't want to be doing.
0: Like, juicing the baseballs.
1: It could be that guy. But that's probably pretty fun because you're probably a chemist and that's probably, like, pretty fun for you. It's like, do I make the meth or do I juice the baseballs? <laughs> do you think you're a chemist if you're the guy juicing the baseballs or are you a physicist? Because you want them to fly. I think you're, I just a, think physics, that you're a physicist
0: because it has to do with, you know, like, the aerodynamics and... Right. But what are you putting into the ball Rubber. I don't know if it's necessarily what they're putting into the bowl or just how they make the seams and whatnot.
1: Mm, Is that what juicing means? I'm thinking about putting juice in there. No, (laughs)
0: you're you're not taking like a baster and sticking it in like a turkey. We'll see what Verlander has to say about it in a little bit.
1: He had some uh,
0: pretty point opinions about it. What do you
1: think of turkey? I'm a
0: fan. Got
1: me too.
0: Anyways. So, I like the sweet potatoes more during Thanksgiving. Ooh. Like, sweet potatoes with, like, the pecans cooked on top of it. Yeah, and obviously marshmallows. little marshmallows. Yeah,
1: little yeah. marshmallows. We got marshmallows in the, in the ca- uh, cabinet. Don't get any ideas, just I didn't make the s'mores last week. You offered it up. Mm. We just point. ate the chocolate bars. <laughs> That's a good point. And we made the s'mores the next night, so. Fire. Um, so, yeah. So, my buddy hits me up last week. We got tickets to this Phillies game. We're doing a tailgate for uh, this, you know, I'm not sure the name of the organization, but they do... Um, they, like, benefit ALS, and they were hosting a tailgate. Like
0: we'll call it bucks. the Lou
1: Gehrig Organization. Sure. Anyway, it was 15 bucks entry, um, and so that was cool. Anyway, so we, I go out Friday night in New York City. Fine night, friend's birthday. Um, have myself a fair share of tequila. Probably about seven or eight tequilas. It's fine.
0: Not anyway. shots. I'm talking full tequila tequilas. Here.
1: Tequilas. Um, anyways, get home, go to sleep. I made myself, forward to sleep, I made myself, trying to be healthy, grilled cheese, one piece of bread. How did I do that? Open, open face grilled cheese. Yep. Toasted the bread, put cheese on, microwave. This is my, my drunk self. I'm fired up to eat it. it looks Can like I be
0: great. honest with you? When I'm lazy and don't feel like you know, making a real meal or getting food, I, my sober self makes that. Really? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, anyways, do you not, I burnt my, the roof of my mouth so badly, <laughs> woke up the next morning, like, felt like my mouth was, like, bleeding, you know that? <laughs> of course. Anyway, so I get up, mouth bleeding, still drunk from the night before, shower, get over to Port Authority, get on my bus, headphones in. Literally wake up in Philly. Wake up. I'm
0: glad you breath. fell asleep because there's nothing that I detest more in the entire world than a bus ride from the Port Authority when you're hungover. Dude,
1: I took a bus my freshman year of college from Washington, D.C. into Stanford after a night out. Ugh. It's like five or six hours I actually wanted to kill myself. My heart it hurts for you. so bad. <laughs> and so I've been, here I have been for the last five years roasting the Greyhound buses. Like the worst experience ever. Don't ever do it. Take the train. Book your train ticket in advance. But here I am, I'm stuck having to go on this bus. It wasn't so bad. Nobody on the bus. It was great. It's I got my just own PC. so much cheaper, also. So much cheaper. Dude, I kind of regret not having done the bus more now that like I'm now that I'm here, I'm 24 years old and I've been roasting the Greyhound bus. Shout out Greyhound bus, not so bad. So, get to DC, or sorry, Philly, uh, chug of water, rip a coffee, and then we immediately go get cheesesteaks. We went to Steve's. and I've been to Steve's before, and I loved it. But this was a different Steve's. This was Steve's in Center City, and it wasn't that good. But it was just a little disappointing because it was my suggestion. But then we were hanging out with people from Philly, and they were roasting us for going to Steve's, which is kind of unreasonable. You've been to Steve's? I have not. What's I'm, your go-to cheese you, cheesesteak place in Philly? I'm
0: going to be honest. I've really only been to Philly a handful of times, so I'm
1: embarrassed to say I don't have one. But you do like cheesesteaks? I enjoy cheesesteaks. What's not to like, Sam? Cheesesteaks are incredible. Do you have a go-to place?
2: i only been once, and I don't even remember where I went.
1: To See, the have you remember D'Angelo's that used to be right off of uh, the Black Rock Turnpike? It's closed now, but they had a good cheesesteak when we were growing up. I don't know if I ever got a cheesesteak there. Oh, that was my go-to there. It was really good. But, um, anyways, cheesesteak aside. Cheesesteaks are good. Yeah, great. So, anyways, from there we went to the oldest bar in Philly, M- M- McGilligan's. Wasn't Patty's Pub? No. McGilligan's. I, I get the reference. It's fine. I'm not going to it bar found in 1860 very cool you guys been to an old bar like that yeah there's you been one of to McSorley's here? yeah yeah that's, that's it's very similar to McSorley's I think it's older and a little bit cooler also I found out it's gotta be rowdier too if it's in Philly well we went there we actually went twice we went during the day then we went back at night uh at night it was rowdy they play unreal music cheap beer um great people
0: yingling big yinglings crowd. so
1: that's what I was about to get at I didn't So this is going to sound
0: it's the beer of Philadelphia Well it's the Yeah exactly, that's exactly right I didn't know that
1: I have Never heard
2: that in my
0: life. I only knew that To be fair uh, I visited our friend My friend at least Danny Clyde Penn uh, And we did like A bar trivia night mm-hmm. And the pictures of Yingling Were like three dollars Because it's the beer of Philly Yes yeah, so Otherwise I would never Drink so Yingling So brewed
1: Pennsylvania I would never have guessed that. I would, didn't even know It was brewed in America It's kind that's of like the oldest uh, The oldest American Sorry. Brewed I beer
0: It's kind of got like A Pennsylvania bum fuck name Yingling yeah, no, cool. like,
1: when you think of it like that, now it's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But I was thinking like Yingling, like it's from like like Japan or something. I don't I just didn't know. It's not. It's Pennsylvania. Not. <laughs> yingling. Sapporo anyway. and Yingling, the beers of the Asian continent, <laughs> yeah, and Asahi. Um, but anyways, and it... <laughs> so I'm not a usual Yingling guy, but when it's like 8 dollars for a pitcher, that's pretty good. So, we went from there, we went to Independence Hall, which is this outdoor bar experience. Um, right near the, the bell, the Liberty Bell, which they- is a long line for. But uh, if you're smart, you just go around and look at it from the window because you don't really gotta get up close. See
0: the crack in it. I did.
1: It's still cracked. Did you go look for the glasses that Nicholas Cage found? No, but we had thought about stealing the Declaration of Independence. we should have done that. I know, I know. Anyways, from there we had this this guy selling waters on the street. This guy was absolutely electric. He had two <laughs> lines that were unbelievable. He said. Uh, don't let dehydration ruin your vacation. As soon as he said that, I was like, sir, here's two bucks. Let's go. And I can't remember the other line he said, but he was electric. He was, he was great. Did
0: um, they next to the water salesman? Cause
1: are, are you outside of the Citizens Bank Park area? No, 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 no. Right now we're still outside the belt. Okay. Remind me. I have a vendor related question for you when you get to Citizens Bank gotcha. Park. So now we're going over to the lake. We have this tailgate at the lake. They have like 12 kegs, a lot of Philly people. These Philly people. All Yingling kegs? Uh, uh, actually, I'm not <laughs> sure what is in the kegs. Not even mentioned. It, probably. Um, anyways, group of Philly people just roasting me for suggesting Steve's. I mean, I'm telling you, like as if like you insulted their mother. So that wasn't great. But um,
0: <laughs> these are the people that boo Santa Claus. To be
1: fair. Well, I know, but I guess they boo Steve. Poor Steve. <laughs> anyways, and poor me. I, I mean, I was getting roasted. I had no chance with any of these chicks because they were just like. There was chicks there, too. I was obviously trying to introduce <laughs> myself, too. And they were just like, oh, you're the Steve's guy. I'm like, all right, I'm out. So we go from there. Citizens Bank. Uh, we have great seats. 14th row up on the third base side. Um, see a great game. Bryce Harper.
0: So that's what I was going to get. Were you drunk enough where you don't remember what might have been the best throw I've ever seen in a major Dude, league baseball game? He,
1: it was thrown right. I mean, we were 14 rows up from third base. I mean, it was, we were like right in line with it. I've never seen somebody throw a baseball
0: Where does game? that throw—to me, probably the three greatest throws—three or four greatest throw, I've ever seen are that, um, the Ichiro throw to third, yeah. Terrence Long, mm-hmm. the Cespedes throw of home plate, and the Bo Jackson all-star game throw.
1: That might be the best of all of them. Dude, I gotta tell you, I'm—that's—it's I'm, probably one of the greatest live plays I've seen in a, in a baseball game in my life. I mean, to see these guys, you see guys hitting mammoth home runs sometimes, that's really cool. You see guys, you know, lay out and make great plays. But I haven't, I haven't seen a guy just uncork, I mean, they threw it probably 300 300 something feet on a dart. I mean, it was unbelievable. And to see it from where we were. It was coming right at you. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable.
0: Um... Got to see Aaron Nola. Too. Aaron Nola-Patrick Corbin is a, a very good match
1: pitching matchup. And then we saw Juan Soto hit the game-winning home run at the top of the ninth. Juan Soto. So you saw all boy. the stars do what they were supposed to do. It was great. It was a great experience.
0: What would you say, you know, I'm assuming Saturday afternoon, nice day against the Nats. It was pretty crowded. It was evening. It was a night day. You know, what would you say the atmosphere was like? Because the one time I was at Citizens Bank Park, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the 2017 season when they were still tanking. Mm-hmm. And me and Bryce went... Left field, right field, grandstand, and had a conversation across stadium. It was oh bucket. no
1: no, it was packed, dude. Totally full stadium. They said <laughs> the crowd was forty four thousand. I think they said.
0: Um, Anyone get the veggie dogs? Because Bryce had one, and it was the most heinous looking thing I've no, ever. That's in my disgusting.
1: Life. I got a chicken finger bucket. What do I look like here? Chicken bucket. Yep. I don't mess around, dude. I don't mess around. Chicken finger bucket. That was what I wanted. But um. But anyways, they got the same setup like they do at Yankee Stadium, where it's like standing in the outfield. Um... It was packed. I mean, totally packed. And it, and it was Bryce Harper, you know. I mean, obviously he's playing at home. There's a lot of Nationals fans there, too, just roasting him.
0: It's an easy trip.
1: Yeah, super easy. So my question about the vendor is you talking
0: about water bottles being mm. sold outside. Did you guys get any of the Philadelphia pretzels when you walked out the stadium? No. Those are like— the- I didn't get any
1: Philadelphia cream cheese either. <laughs>
0: Philly pretzels are one of my favorite foods in the entire world. What is it? Is it like a soft pretzel or like a,
1: one of the hard pretzels?
0: It's uh it's a soft pretzel. Well I know
1: they were doing they were selling those at um at one of the bars we went to. We went to a couple of bars after the game. Didn't do Xfinity Live, unfortunately. It's the pretzels that look like this, just to give you a visual. Oh no, dude. I don't remember.
0: They're like known for Philadelphia. There's a chain Philly pretzel factory that sells them. Um, but they're <laughs> superb. And outside the stadium usually you get like, you know, the hot ones for like a dollar each.
1: What was I doing? <coughs> this, this you were probably life. hammered. I was, but I was, I was, I was in line. But you not. were probably oh, hungry. Oh, I, I, I was, I was, was hungry. hungry, yeah. <laughs> it was it had a firework <laughs> thing going on, and then we didn't go to Xfinity Live, which I have been to before. That's fun, if you've ever been there. So essentially, the way Philly's layout is, you got the Wells Fargo Center, where they play basketball and hockey, and a lot of concerts. You got the Link, where the Eagles play, and you got Citizens Bank. And then the fourth stadium they have is, like, this drinking compound. It's called Xfinity Live. It's got a ton of bars, tons of restaurants, so much fun. And it's literally this this four, this, like, triangle of, like, unreal places to be. If somebody wanted to take out Philadelphia
0: sports, they really made it easy for you with the architecture and oh, yeah. how everything's located. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, if that scene in a, in a Batman, where they take out... Pittsburgh Steelers yeah if the link goes all four stadiums are going totally but um and also I asked a lot of Philly people what is the order of teams because you know now like the Sixers are pretty good the, the I Killies would say a lot of the I'd Steelers.
0: say Eagles Eagles
1: apparently Eagles are number I mean this shouldn't be as a surprise but Eagles are number one no matter what they could win no games and Eagles are number one
0: I don't know I mean it's hard because even the
1: Flyers have a dedicated. like all four teams have a very dedicated fan. Flyers were the unanimous fourth though it was always Eagles one Flyers four and then the, the middle two rotated depending on who we, are. I mean, listen, we asked like five or six people. If
0: you asked the question today now that Ben Simmons signed the Max, maybe you would have gotten a different answer.
1: Maybe. I thought that, I mean, listen, we're not a basketball show, but that guy cannot shoot.
0: Could you imagine maybe. getting paid $170 million to have no jump shot? Dude, what,
1: this guy literally is one dimensional. Yeah. It's unreal. Like, I don't know, we're baseball, but I thought that was why. I mean, listen, you gotta pay the guy, it's basketball, you have
0: to. I mean, look, we could talk about stuff other than baseball. We just spent 18 minutes talking about your odyssey to Philadelphia. Oh, so not
1: done. <laughs> Three little things to finish. Four things. From the stadium, we, there was a fireworks display that I talked about. Baby,
0: you're um, Dude,
1: some of the best fireworks I've seen. An amazing show. It lasted for like 20 minutes also. It was incredible. Was it was a firework night? I don't know why they were doing it. They were talking about it. And it they wasn't. lost. Big law, which was funny. There was maybe very, it was a riot.
2: That would be pretty No, they were the fire, right.
1: Well all the fans were like, Cancel the
2: fireworks Obviously. But um They were probably left over from Fourth of July. they were like, Alright, so you're, we'll right. you're probably
1: right. They probably have them from Fourth of July. And like, alright, let's just go. No, off. And they afraid. they went off. I mean it was a really good fire uh firework display. And so then we went uh back to our hotel, we changed, and we went to these three bars, back to McGilligan's is where we ended. Or McGillin's it's McGilligan's or McGilligans, I'm not sure. They went to these two other bars. Pretty cool. Good Philly people. I wore my... During this day, I was wearing my Bruce Springsteen on Broadway shirt. Right? At Steve's, there was a like a 60-year-old guy wearing the same shirt. We talked <laughs> for like 20 minutes, obviously. And then at the second bar we went to at night, um, there was a kid wearing the same exact shirt and we became best friends. <laughs> and last but not least, woke up Sunday morning, went to uh, R- Reading or Reading Terminal Market. It's like the... Train... Redding. I think it's Redding. They have this pork sandwich. It's a roast pork sandwich. It's famous. Roast pork, sharp provolone, broccoli rob, sweet or hot peppers, depending. Or you could do both. I did sweet. On this bread and that, you have the juice coming out of the, the pork. Dude, this is maybe the best sandwich. This is the best sandwich I had in this quick trip. But it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. And uh,
0: How do you think it compared to your turkey pesto from Sal, Sam?
1: Huh? sure it didn't come close. Dude, this sandwich was so good. Um, and they give you a little horseradish if you want, so I threw a little horseradish in there, and then to top it off, the last thing I ate, vanilla peanut butter swirl ice cream. That's actually my favorite. So why is that not a thing? I mean, you look around and you see chocolate it's peanut chocolate butter. Pe- it's vanilla chocolate. peanut butter is way better. It's substantially better. It's in fact, I don't, think it, yeah, I don't even think it's close. They this make, was the, some of the best ice cream I've ever had. They make a vanilla Reese's. Like, Do they? Um, it's one of the... I think they had the white chocolate one. I was never a it's, fan. It's
2: um, Edie's. It Ooh, is did you go great to Stop your Shop? Did you he's slow turn?
0: I had an ice cream epiphany of my own last night. What? Actually, uh, me and Nathan, you know, tough softball loss. Uh, he lost his mind. What's our record now? We're three and two. We were on the feed cutting in yesterday. He was pumping his glove all over. It was like a vintage. It love on the
1: floor. Oh, it really? was a Middle vintage Nathan so on that now. So we're like 23, 24.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what. Beck said. Um, but anyway, we go to get frozen yogurt afterwards. So I guess it's a frozen yogurt slash ice cream epiphany. And you know, it's like one of those places where <clears throat> you make your own and you pay by the pound, mm-hmm. dude. There was like, I never thought that you could have too many toppings options. Oh, I, I was yes so you I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like. Well, you know, I'm going to get just vanilla because, you know, I'm going to load it with Thomas. It's like, well, rainbow sprinkles. But then there's the Oreo
1: crumb and then there's Mm -hmm. the Butterfinger. I'm like,
0: but then they have cookie
1: dough. And I'm just like, dude, I couldn't. I love this. I love this conversation because I made this discovery about a year ago. So you're right in line with me. I and all those Froyo, Like that was never really a thing when we were growing up. It kind of became bigger when we were in high school, right? Like, I don't remember eating Froyo when I, I mean, unless no, you, I'm wrong. No, you went to Carvel. You went to Carvel, and you got, like, I'd say, like, Obama
0: there. became president, the Dems took over, frozen yogurt got big. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's about right. <laughs> and, like, I think frozen yogurt's great, don't get me wrong. Um, but when I would go, I would take my little sister, and we were in high school, or when I was in high school, and I guess when I come home from college, and we'd go to, um, 16 hands. Handles, yeah, in Fairfield, and I'd go, wow, this is amazing, like, I have so many things to get, like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get all of these toppings. And I never liked it. I was like, this is just, it's too much, it's too sweet.
0: You gotta go for like one concurrent theme. Yeah. Like all totally. of mine were like chocolate related. Yeah. Like I got ra- rainbow sprinkles, I think goes with everything. Mm-hmm. But then I went like Oreo.
2: Chocolate sprinkles.
0: But then I went Oreo, Butterfinger Bites, Cookie Dough. So it was all kind of like the central
1: like cookie crunch taste, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. So that the cookie crunch is one. There's the peanut butter theme, which is like you do like Butterfinger and like Reese's or something. But you can never do more than like two toppings you never do more than two ice cream flavors. Yeah. You can go three toppings, actually. I, I, let me take a step back. Um, but I think that's such a great point, is that you've got to be careful with the amount of toppings and the amount of flavors. Too much, you got to be purist on top you of You get, get three,
2: three toppings and mm-hmm. one flavor, or two toppings and two flavors, yeah. anything beyond that.
1: And they have to, like, work with each other. You can't yeah. be, like, you're going you like, go to strawberry. You can't do, like, pineapple and chocolate. Like, right. that's, like, a move, I think. I mean, some people might. It's, it's like right?
0: pineapple pizza. Yeah.
1: Oh. Do you guys like that? No. no. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, I don't like... I Yeah, no, I just don't like
0: I it. I like pineapple. I love pineapple, mm-hmm. and I love pizza. Yeah. Pineapple's meant to be like a good, cold fruit, and if pizza's cold and tastes like fruit, I don't want it. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> like, I, well,
1: I do like pizza cold. Oh, yeah, me too. Cold pizza's great. I was like, that show, yeah. On cold stage. pizza's cold
0: cold good pizza. the day after, but I'm saying like, I'm going to the pizzeria and ordering a slice, I'd never be like, yo, give me a pineapple slice.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no. No way. I mean... I wonder if pineapple is cold, good cold. Because it's like different now. It's, cold. it's now cold. Pineapple is good cold. What do you mean? No, pineapple pizza. Oh. Well, I don't even think, I think it's thing. good hot. So I well, it's definitely not good hot. But anyway, should we talk baseball?
0: Food for thought. Before we, <laughs> before we really get into baseball, I have a baseball-related question is that it? we've all discussed, but I want to discuss it with a microphone. Does it uh, relate to pizza? No, it relates to baseball. Though. Okay. Does it doesn't
2: relate to our fantasy team winning against the best team in the league? Did that happen? Yeah, we won eight seven, huge win. Dude, we're you mean last week? Yeah, we're. Where they played two Week's not over, dude. Yeah, no, we won. It was. I just got the update from like. Wait, does that mean I won? All I know is we're thirty seven games out of first place and we are storming back. All
0: right, we're gonna talk about it on air right now. Would you rather? And I guess the question is, how do you want to die? Would I you would rather take a close. Conor McGregor left hook to the face? McGregor's a lefty. For those of you who don't watch UFC we to roll this Chapman 100-mile-per-hour fastball to the ribcage. It's not
2: It's not how would you rather die. It's what would you rather eat.
0: Well, I don't think the ribcage is going to kill you. I think it could kill you. I think you're going to have internal bleeding
1: and, like, puke your lungs out. I think there's a better chance you die from it. I don't think either of those are, like, a 100% chance you die. I, I th- agree. I think there's a
2: 100% chance I get knocked out cold by the punch, which means I'm not feeling it until, like, a couple days later. I don't want to know what a 105-mile-an-hour fastball into my rib feels like, so I'm taking
0: it. Apart. It's not going to be 105. We're going to set it at
1: 100. Fine. Have you ever the, broken a rib? Have you ever broken ribs? Isn't it like the most painful thing I've never world? done it. I don't know.
2: I, I, I would have to imagine it. I've as gotten as...
1: rocked in the face before, yeah. and that hurts. Yeah. I promise you that. But I've never been, first of all, I've never been hit by Conor McGregor, but I've also <laughs> yeah. I've also never broken a rib, like or been I, hit really hard. In the, I've got like the wind knocked like, out. It doesn't count. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, if you're getting hit part, by that, you're, you're breaking ribs. Especially us. We're supposed Right. I
2: mean, I'm, taking, I'm, yeah, I'm getting
1: hit in the face every time. I don't know, man. I think that, like... Because that punch is really going to mess you up.
2: Oh, you're waking up in the hospital the next day.
1: I think I would take it off the ribs. I really do. I got a big head. Give me the left to the face. <laughs> yeah. Does he, do we know how fast he punches? Is there, like, uh, sports science on that? We're talking... Really M- hard. McGregor trying to knock out Khabib. I need to know the numbers. I really do. I mean, I like... Cause if he's if that punch is really hard but it's coming in at like sixty miles an hour, then dude, hit me twice. I don't care. <laughs> all right, hundred so, miles an hour, dude. I'm, I'm looking up right
0: now. Alright, so Spectre wants to get punched twice. He's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he uh,
1: went
2: from wanting the ribs to getting punched twice. You
0: know what? I'll I'll take I'll take the right too.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright, hold on. Alright, in the meantime, I'm gonna tee up our Babata Sportsbook, Picks of the Week. We're only gonna do three games of the night slate. Uh first one we got Two NL Central rivals battling out. We got the Cubs playing against the Reds. Um, battle of two aces. Uh, Luis Castillo. On your fantasy team, right?
1: Or no? no, but he's my boy, and I predicted he'd have a stud year just like I predicted that other guy. Castillo
0: no pitching on the road against Kyle Hendricks. Plus one and a half, minus 145 Reds. Minus one and a half, plus 125 Cubs. Plus 127, minus 147. Uh, I love Castillo. Give me plus
1: 127 Reds. Um, I also love Castillo, as I just mentioned, um, I, uh, who, who, sorry, who's he going up against? Kyle Hendricks. Ooh, he's also kind of, it's kind a good, a, very good pitching matchup. Yeah, um, I think Castillo's lights out. I think he wins, uh, yeah, plus 127. Plus 127, really? Yeah, give me that. I'm taking the Cubs money line.
2: Vegas
1: knows something here.
0: I agree. Although, I think the best value bet of probably any game tonight is Castillo plus one and a half minus 145. That's awesome value. Yeah. Should we take it? It's uh,
1: too late. You yeah. know, you got to remember, folks, that we are taking these, making these picks like a minute before they happen. And by the time you hear them, you'll already know. So, <laughs> we could be making it up. You have no idea. Uh, what time is this thing happen? I'm going to take the over. Who did the Rockies play today? I'm taking the over on, on their run. Did you see? what? Are, it already happened. Or did it? How do they know? Uh, there actually is a second Rockies game tonight. Oh, damn. All right, never gonna... mind. All right,
0: you want the, <laughs> you want the over 14? <laughs> Derek Rodriguez and Chi-Chi Gonzalez. That sounds like a pretty safe bet. Don't even know who either of those two guys Pudge's are. Pudge's kid. No way. Yeah, he almost won Rookie of the Year last year. Chi-Chi? No, Derek oh, Rodriguez. Derek Rodriguez. His Ivan Rodriguez. I know who Ivan Rodriguez is.
2: Who's <laughs> Chi-Chi?
0: He's, you know, Chichi. What's that song? Chi-Chi and Chong, you know. what's uh, What song? The one about Kiki. Kiki. Ah, you kind of lost me there. Uh, we got the Braves and the Brewers facing off. Uh, Max Fried pitching for the Braves. Adrian Hauser for the Brewers. Uh, minus one and a half, plus 140 Braves. Plus one and a half, minus 160 Brewers. Minus 116, minus 104. Uh, for this one, give me the Braves, minus one and a half, plus 140. Uh, Max Fried's a Jew. We like the We Ju- do like him. We like the Jews, and I don't know who the hell Adrian Hauser is. Uh yeah, I like you said the
1: Braves are plus one forty five.
0: Uh minus one and a half plus one forty. Minus one sixteen line. Also, Edwin just banged one off the foul pole. That's my boy. Um
1: I like the Braves. Give me uh what did you just take? I took minus one and a half plus one forty. Uh I'm gonna take I'm gonna take minus one sixteen. Pretty pretty bad, I think. I lost money line on uh once out this one run. It was looking good. It's like and, bittersweet. Yeah, I didn't really care. I was rooting. It's funny, man. This is really strange. When I go to um, opposing stadiums, I kind of root for the team that, that I – I root for the away team by accident. Like, nat, you know like you like naturally like root one way even though you don't want I to. I mean, dude, it's very easy to root against Philadelphia I know. sports. Well, I think that's why. Um, I just like naturally root for the – I also like not a huge Bryce Harper guy. You know, just like – I like, you know, there's want. So, it's not for any good reason. He just rubs me the wrong way. I would say there's a very good portion of baseball fans, especially any over the age of forty, uh, that agree with you. I also can't find anything about how hard McGregor punches. There's a lot of videos of it, but it's not like a number.
0: Braves Brewers, who you taking?
2: Give me the Braves minus one
0: and a half. The Braves uh, in our last game, uh, AL West, uh, which is starting to get a little tight. Uh, you got the Astros against the Angels. Josh James and Griff Canning. UCLA Bruin for the Angels. Minus one and a half, plus one twenty. Astros, plus one and a half, minus one forty. Angels, minus one thirty-three, plus one thirty-three. Money lines. Uh, for this, give me the Halos, plus one thirteen. Astros have hit a little bit of a rut. And uh, go Bruins. Uh, dude, Trout's not playing. Yeah, you're so right. I'm sticking with the Angels. Did you see that?
1: Look at, Did you see that? Sam, did you see that? No, I knew something to chase
0: them I was going to throw that in the notes But it sounds like it was super precautionary So I didn't want to waste time. Probably not playing
1: I know Give me Astros um, Give me minus one and a half at Plus one plus one twenty. I got Otani hitting two dingers tonight Otani doesn't even know
0: how to play baseball That's so unequivocally <laughs> false He knows how to <laughs> play it so it better. better. He knows how to play it so well He can do two incredible things I know It's <laughs> really going to be familiar.
2: I'm going to pick the Astros minus one and a half as well
0: all right, so those are picks of the week. Uh, we're kind of just going to power through the standings because there's only been four games yeah, No updates. No major updates. Uh, Yanks at first in the ALE, six in front of the Rays. Boston, ten games back. I just want to mention that because seeing Boston ten games back makes me really happy. Uh, Blue are, Jays, we,
2: are we still in agreement that they're going to make a push and get close to the Yankees yes. by the end of the season? 100%. We're all on the same
0: page there? 100%. Okay. Blue Jays and Orioles rounding out the East. Central, Twins, 58-34. and 34. Indians 6.5 back, uh, 51-40. White Sox, Royals, Tigers rounding out that division. And in the West, the Astros are only 6 up on the A's. Uh, Angels also nine games or excuse me Rangers in third 50 and 44 uh, Angels hanging in there 48 and 46 and the Mariners rounding out that division and last uh, and it's the second half of the season so now for the standings I think we officially need to give wild card updates every week yeah. I think we've hit that point uh, Rays in 55 and 40 game and a half up on the first wild card A's currently hold the second wild card and the Indians are a half game back um, I think of all the division races, I really have no commentary. Uh, if you're the Rays, if you're the MLB and you're Rob Manfred, mm-hmm. is there anything from a rating standpoint that you could look forward to less than a Rays Athletics winner-take-all wildcard game? Yeah, that's
1: pretty great, <laughs> man. I mean, those teams don't have any. I
0: players. think as a baseball fan, it's going to be great because t- these two teams, probably more than any teams in baseball,
1: employ like good old-fashioned baseball strategy. Dude, the Rays are like the most fun team for a wildcard game because they have their like openers. They're the opener. And I, lo- I mean... But if there's any
0: team that could, you know, take the opener and turn it on its head, it's the A's. Yeah. Homer Bailey, new Oakland Athletics. I saw that. Probably a good fantasy pickup. Yeah. That's
1: such a good name for a baseball player. Yeah, but he's so bad. It's actually been okay this year, but last year he was. He in
0: cool. his past two months has like a three four ERA, and he's moving into the Coliseum now. Dude, so they probably baseball probably wants Indians Red Sox so badly. Do you know how much the A's are paying Bailey the rest of the year? Like nothing, right? Two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars. that's hilarious. The Dodgers are paying all of it. That's the li- Dodgers. Well, because they traded for. I forget what the salary dump move is. Players. Oh, when they traded Kemp and Puig, mm-hmm. they took back the Homer Bailey contract, cut his ass immediately. Then the Royals signed him. And then I guess the Royals just traded him for yeah, like some. Kemp just got cut again. Yeah, by the Mets. He's probably done. Remember when, like, when he was shit, awesome? He was
1: like, yeah, he was, like, he was like good last year for a little bit too.
0: He started in the All-Star game. Yeah. And then his play just went and nosedived. It's wild that that happens.
1: But he got, I mean, he's got hurt. Yeah.
0: I think there's, and yeah. it's ironic because of how much he's gone after Ryan Braun for winning that MVP award, <laughs> yeah. but if Kemp was on the juice, I wouldn't be totally shocked. Yeah. His yeah. body broke down quick.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's a good
0: point. All right, in the National League, Braves in front in the East, fifty-seven to thirty-seven, seven up on the Nats. Phillies eight and a half games back in third. Mets and Marlins rounding out the East. Cubs, the Central going to be tight the rest of the way. Um, it's amazing this whole division is separated by six and a half games. Yeah. Cubs in first, fifty and forty-three. Brewers in second, forty-eight and forty-six. Cardinals forty-six and forty-five. Pirates forty-four and forty-eight. Reds forty-two and forty-eight. It's amazing that you're six games below five hundred and you're only six and a half out in the division. Seriously, like the Reds. You know, I think when we the Reds this offseason they got Puig, they got Tana Roark, Alex Wood, all these guys, and it was like, this is gonna be great. They're gonna flip all those guys at the deadline and get some assets. Now it's like maybe the Reds are buyers.
1: Well that's what we've been like kinda saying, because this division is like so up for grabs. And like the Reds have they got some like decent players. The lineup, the lineup's good. And the pitching's not horrible.
0: Sonny Gray is an all-star. Sonny Gray and Castillo, you have a 1-2 all-star That's punch. A, yeah, uh, the bullpen like with
2: The,
1: playoffs,
0: the bullpen with Amir Garrett and um, Jose Iglesias. Not Jose Iglesias. Um, Rizel Iglesias in the back of the bullpen is good. They can maybe make some noise. Rizel. What a name. And then in the West,
1: Dodgers at 62-33, 14 and a half up. How about uh, Ryu again last night, dude? He's legit. Dude, it's so funny watching him play because like... I don't feel like he ever makes a pitch that I'm like, whoa, but then like, just nobody gets it. He's the finesse. Wow, Gary, big pickoff for
0: the Yankees. Hell yeah. Picked off Willie Adames at second base. Uh, and then the rest of the West, D-backs 47-47, uh, Rockies 46-47, Padres 45-48, and, and then the Giants. I mean, today destroyed the Rockies. They won nine of their last 11. The Giants have? Yeah, they're 44 and 49, and casually right now are four games out of the second wild card. Oh, my God. I mean, they have to trade. You have to trade Bum and Will Smith and all these guys, but now I think you have to trade them at the very last possible Dude, moment. Dude, what
1: a tough decision for some of these teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at the NL wild card. Nats are a game and a half up uh, on the Phillies. The, the Phillies have the second wild card. I mean, the Nats, <laughs> we're going to be buyers no matter what. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, that's in
1: their nature. And they're getting hot, man. And I, like, that's a good team. Like, when I was there, like, all the players that, like, their rotation's great. Their lineup is solid. I mean, I don't got to tell you, but, like, they're a good team.
0: But then you look. I mean, you have the Brewers who are half game out, the Cardinals who are a game out. Every non-division winner or division leader, other than the Marlins, are within six games of the second NL wild card. The Mets, who have been a dumpster fire, yeah, are six games game game. out of the second wild card.
1: Wow. Dude, the National League.
0: National League uh, mediocrity is kind of reigning supreme right now outside of... The Braves and the
1: Dodgers but it could make for a really fun summer yeah I mean it's gonna come and some of these teams like entertaining but wow what a tough decision like something like what do you do if you're the if you're the Reds you're the Giants you're the Padres like what like the Diamondbacks like the Rockies even like what do you what do you do
0: it's hard now, my question looking at this for you, you know, buying and selling aside, uh, Scherzer, who I think right now is on his way to his fourth Cy Young, third in the past he's four hurt. years. He's, uh, he's on the 10 day injury list with a mid back strain. Uh, he was going to pitch through the pain when he started to feel symptoms a few weeks ago, um, but even having time to recover around the all star break, they put him on the IL. Um, hopefully, this means he's only going to miss one start and this isn't going to be, you know, a long term injury. But if Scherzer is gone for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. do the Nats have? Any chance of sustaining this run?
1: If, no, for an extended period of time. Listen, they got a good rotation still. They got a good lineup. I and mean, he pitches one every five days. So, like, you would say yes. But, like, he's the good, stopper, though. It's good that he's, like, pretty much an automatic, like, you got a shot kind of guy.
0: One thing I will say with the Nats uh, kind of transitions into the league leaders. Do you know who's leading the National League and wins right now?
1: Um, I actually don't. Steven Strasburg. Who, Dude, wait! It's funny you said that because I was about to say I feel like he's been really good. Recently. Dude,
0: I looked at his numbers. He's got three point four WAR. He's eleven and four with a three four six ERA, one point oh four WHIP, hundred forty four strikeouts, which is ten point six Ks per nine. I think we forget just because he's kind of been hurt and that hasn't been you know he's been inconsistent in the playoff. I mean, this guy is only thirty, and when he's healthy, he's so dominant, and he could make for something really interesting. Say he finishes his year healthy, wins sixteen games, strikes out. We'll call it 220 batters. Mm-hmm. Arbitrary number I'm throwing mm-hmm. out there. Does he opt out of his contract this year and try to strike it again, making free agency, Does heading into the He has that opportunity. He has the opt out. And I feel like that's something that has not been talked about
1: Dude, nearly has, enough. If he wins like 20 games and has like a 3 3, strikes out 200 guys, yeah, why wouldn't he? 30? Well, here's the thing. Get paid big time. Here's the thing. From 2020
0: through 2023, he's making 25, 15, 15, and then $45 million.
1: Wait, sorry, say that again.
0: He's making a hundred. He's making twenty five million a year on average the next four years. Oh. In twenty twenty three, at the age of thirty four, he's making forty five million dollars.
1: Oh wait, I didn't know that. I mean, how, how much better do you do than that?
0: Yeah, I mean, if anything, I, didn't I think it, that had that if anything, I think it might behoove the Nationals to maybe tack a year or two on at the back end because to pay a, to pay any player forty five million dollars is crazy. For a 34-year-old, though? Who's been hurt his entire career. That's, I mean, that's... Dude, look at his career. I'm
1: at his stats right now. Dude, this guy has literally been hurt every single year.
0: But he's still, I mean, the career numbers no, are they're outstanding.
1: Solid. They're solid. Career 3, 170, all right? Ton of strikeouts, obviously. Not as many as you would think. But, like, a healthy amount. Yeah. Well, he's averaging 100. Wow, he's played exactly 10 seasons. So he's averaging 158.8 per season. But that's oh, including wait, innings yeah, that's, but that's
0: including the yeah, Tommy John year. Yeah,
1: ESPN is a weird thing of this. Um yeah, no, he's got some he's had he's had some good years.
0: All right, league leaders around baseball, other than Steven Strasburg. hitting it's much of the same. DJ leading the AL on average three thirty, DJ LeMayhu. Jeff McNeil staying hot three forty nine in the NL. AL home run leader is Mike Trout. Uh he's five up on Edwin. Yelich thirty two in the NL. Can
2: I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Have you seen anything more ridiculous in sports than Edwin's stupid elbow thing when he runs around the bases? It's so funny. I think Why it's the does
1: most, he
0: do that? I think it's the most aggravating thing in the world.
1: They explained it on the broadcast the other day, but I wasn't really listening. I wish I had. I think it's so funny. It's insane. It's pretty crazy.
0: Um, Carry on. That's AL RBI leader. <laughs> Thank you. Mike Trout, 75 in the AL. Josh Bell, 84 in the NL. Pitching, Lance Lynn. 12 wins leading the AL, Strasburg 11 in the NL. Your boy Ryu, 178 ERA in the NL. Charlie Morton, my Cy Young pick for the second half, 235 in the AL. Chapman, 25 saves, Kirby 830, and then war. Trout, 6.2, is creeping up on Cody Bellinger, 6.7.
1: Alex, any thoughts on any of those league leaders? Yeah, I mean, Trout's an absolute joke, dude. Watching him play, some of the balls he hits, I'm sure I haven't looked at the notes. Sorry, guys, I don't look at the notes, but... um, are we talking about the Angels and the Tyler Skaggs game? I see so, yeah, that's in there. It's in there. All right, so that home run he hit and the Trout hit in the first inning. Dude, every time he hits one, it's just like the easiest thing, and it just goes 450 feet, like consistently.
0: So we'll talk about that right now. Uh, Trout and Tommy Listella. you know, we mentioned Tyler Skaggs tragically passed away. Uh, we still don't know how. Um, We're still waiting on the autopsy report. That was about two weeks ago. Um, And Trout and Tommy LaStella wore Skaggs number 45 in the All-Star game, which was awesome. Um, And then on Friday, it was their first home game back since he passed away. Uh, They aired a special video tribute. It gave for his birthday,
1: too, I think. Yeah.
0: They aired a special video tribute to Skaggs prior to the game. His mother Debbie, who was his coach his whole career, throughout the first pitch. Um, and then in a 13 nothing rout of the Mariners, uh, and this can only happen in baseball. It's similar to D Gordon, who never hits home runs, mm-hmm. hitting the first pitch you saw for a home run to lead off the game after Jose Fernandez died. Uh, they threw a
1: combined no hitter against man, the Mariners. I, I gotta like this is not and like obviously like not. To, this is like not on the same scale, but it's kind of like Trout's home run was kind of like Piazza's after 9-11 sort of. It's yeah. like, like that kind of feeling, you know?
0: So Taylor Cole threw two innings, uh, two perfect innings, and then from there, uh, righty Felix Pena threw seven
1: no-hit innings afterwards. So I know that we're going to talk about how like crazy in terms of baseball this is, but by the way, this we, I think we talked about on the show last week. This is how the opener should be done. You yeah. Know, reliever come in to start the game, pitch Against the three best hitters, or maybe the six best hitters, and then you have your starter come in against the bottom of the rotation, the bottom of the lineup, and just go off. So
0: you mentioned Mike Trout. Um, few batters swing at the first pitch less than Mike Trout i the MLB. He's done it just 3.1 percent of the time in his career. Only nine players in baseball have done it less than that span. Um, but Judge,
1: Judge has got to be low. I well, guess he hasn't played as many games. Yeah. Judge never swings first pitch.
0: So they had a seven-run. Uh, first inning in this no-hitter um, But trap swung at the first pitch And he crushed a Mike Leake 89.8 miles per hour fastball uh, Came off the bat 111 miles per hour 454 feet And to soak it in for Skaggs He took a whopping 28 seconds to run the bases Longer than he ever has
1: Yeah, dude, I mean, that's what, like It was cool, and he looked up into the stand The whole deal, I mean, it was such a cool moment, you
0: know so this was the first no-hitter in Angels history since 2012 when Jared Weaver blanked the Twins 9-0 in May of that season. Weaver, but geez. this is where the game gets crazy. Um, so if you haven't seen the video yet, after the game, every player wore 45 on the Angels, and they all laid their jerseys on the mound for Skaggs and stood around the mound. Really beautiful moment. Um, but as Mike Trout pointed out, they scored seven runs in the first and had 13 hits. Skaggs' 28th birthday would have been on July 13th, 7 Huh. the last time there was a combined no-hitter in the state of California was on July 13th, 91, the same day Skaggs was born. And it's the 11th no-hitter in Angels history, and it's Santa Monica High where Skaggs was a legend, he wore number 11.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I mean, all these things are crazy. That's, like, the stuff that gives you goosebumps. Yeah, I mean, like, you just kind of, like, say, all right, well, shrug that off. <laughs> it's like, they can't, can't chalk that up to anything. But, Only in baseball. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just a crazy, very cool moment. Um, one of those things. Yeah, only, only. The, it's so that's one of the great things about sports, man. Is like when stuff actually matters in real life. Sports is kind of like always there to just kind of neutralize it. So one
0: thing. of my friends, who's an Angels fan, texted me and he asked um, because both of these pitchers for the Angels uh, hadn't pitched a ton in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, both of Cole, both Cole and Pena, both fairly young. So he texted and asked me. Uh, his two questions were one: What's the fewest amount of innings that a pitcher had coming into a no hitter before he took part of it? Um, the answer to that is Clay Buchholz. He threw a no hitter in a second ever start for the Red Sox. Oh yeah, I remember. That. But his <laughs> second question was: oh, I remember that. In a combined no hitter, who recorded the least amount of outs, or who contributed the least to a combined no hitter? there has got to be a guy who didn't record any outs. Do you know who the answer is? Give me it. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. Uh, oh, dude. I think I know this. I don't know. Go. No. In 1917, for the Boston Red Sox, oh, Babe, Ruth. Babe Ruth walked the leadoff batter, got thrown out arguing balls and strikes, and from there, the relief pitcher retired 27 straight. Classic. Only in baseball. Yeah. Only in baseball. George Herman Babe Ruth. Dude, Jared Weaver, by the way. Sneaky What him? I mean... <laughs> He never threw hard, and once the velocity dipped a little bit, yeah, that was done. Yeah, but he, he had, had some great years for the Angels. He had three
1: really good years in a row. He was fifth, second, and third. So I don't he was a legit all-star, for sure. Remember Jeff Weaver, his brother? One of my least favorite He's Yankees. Terrible American. Yankee. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like him and like, Javier Vasquez, and, like, that team was just buns. Also, I don't know
2: if you guys are on Twitter at the moment, but Judge threw someone out at third from right field. Laser. Absolutely.
1: Really? Done. How's it compare to uh, uh, Bryce? It's not as good, but it's here, I'll pull it up. I'll yeah, pull I got it. my phone here. We are watching. For Ground a
0: ball to right. Judge throws on a line. Oh my, that's a big boy throw. Yeah, dude,
1: he doesn't even have to like try to go like that. He literally doesn't try. Just ropes it. All
0: right. Before we talk about the derby, uh, one player who I want to give a shout out as the player of the week is Philip Urban. a guy that I can guarantee you never heard of coming into the week because I had never heard of him. <laughs>
2: I've also oh. never heard of him in case anybody's wondering. Yeah,
1: me and him, we used to play ball together after school. We
0: played stick ball together. Yeah, all me and Philip Urban. You know, when I would come up to Westport. Urban or Bourbon?
1: Irvin. Irvin. Like Irvin Magic Johnson. Oh. By the way, plug. <laughs> I work for a company called Yext. It's pretty cool. At our conference, the first speaker. Uh, Is first... magic. Yeah, isn't that funny? That's sick. Like, dude, he's like casually a sick entrepreneur, and oh, he's yeah. unreal.
0: So, Philip Irvin was the first Red since 1949 to have six hits in a game. Uh, and he's the first player to do so uh, since Ryan Braun did in an 18 inning nail biter against the Mets in May. Uh, he's the first person in baseball history, however, to do it in a regulation nine inning game.
1: Six hits in nine innings? Yeah. That is wild. Uh, and he's also the. I f- think I did that off of you when we played softball when we were like 13. Sorry, all right, I won the game. Did you? I did. did we just go over this and we win? No,
0: we won the game. You two just hit moon shots to Nick Hyman.
1: We both hit over yes. I yeah. went off that Me game. Me too. Off. I didn't get six hits, though. I had two home runs. What's up?
0: Props. Thank you. Uh, and he also became the first player to have six hits in a game uh, with fewer than 100 hits under his belt since Paul Duca in
1: 2001. Dude, I used to love Paul Duca swing.
0: Do you, you ever heard of the Action Network, the sports betting website? Yeah. He's like a major component of that, Paul Duca. Didn't he do steroids? Probably.
1: Yeah. yeah, he did. He, was, he got in trouble for that. He's cla- he's like the most classic catcher, Paul LaDuca. It's like him, like, I guess Pudge, but like Paul LaDuca, <laughs> you're like not supposed to be that good if you're a catcher. So Paul LaDuca is the most classic catcher, in my opinion. Totally. And they need steroids, but like whatever. All
0: right. The Home Run Derby. Hopefully it was steroid-free this year. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think any of these guys are on the juice.
1: Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I also don't think so. Josh
0: Bell, No. Jock, definitely no. No,
1: none of these guys. Yeah. Vlad Jr. <laughs> nah, he's just a mammoth I mean, human he being. He was hitting them so far. Dude, he went off. So there
0: was a record 148 home runs hit in the first round and over 300 home runs total. Uh, Pete Alonso ended up taking it home, uh, beat, hitting 23 home runs to Vlad Dito's 22. Um, but Vlad Jr., it was the Vlad Jr. show. We were all just watching. Um, he beat Josh Hamilton's single-round record. Um Hamilton had the prior record of twenty eight, uh, and in the first round, Vlad Jr. beat it with twenty nine. Um, in total, Vlad Jr. out homered Alonzo ninety one uh, fifty seven. But at the end of the day, he was just gassed uh, because him and Jock Peterson in the second round uh, went into a double swing off, uh, and he ended up winning forty to thirty nine. Vlad Jr. Uh, to me, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
1: Uh, just moonshot after moonshot. Uh, what were some of your thoughts from the home run derby? So my thought is this: it's the most entertaining. Um, it's the most entertaining all-star event in sports. And like, I'm not a huge hockey guy, so like, apparently the three-on-three is supposed to be really entertaining, too. That's pretty too. cool. Yeah, but I've never watched it. So, Hockey fan, Sam, what do you think about that? I love the 3 on Yeah, it's, on- it's supposed to be free free. great. It sounds like a cool idea. I've this just never cool. watched it. But I think the Holman Derby is by far the most exciting uh, all-star event in professional sports. But how in God's earth... Can Vlad not win that? I know the way the rules are, but some, like, Vlad was the star of the show, was by far the best home run hitter there that night. They gotta find some way to make it so Well, that's, like, that. back in the day, he would win it, because they didn't have the bracket format. It was I just, love the bracket Hit format, as many home runs as you I can. Just, dude, there's nothing you can do. I mean, like, it's just the way brackets are, I guess. But, like, when you got a million dollars on the line for guys that aren't making a million dollars in a year, like... Dude, he had to have won that.
0: All right, so here's the thing. So Alonzo earned one million, which is double his five hundred fifty thousand salary. That said, Vlad Jr. still got five hundred k. I didn't know that until. Oh, I didn't know that either. Uh, and the other six got one hundred fifty k. So
1: everyone, Everyone's as well
0: got some money.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, also, how about Pete Alonzo donating to? He how American is Pete Alonzo? Just immediately thanking the troops. It's like, oh, that was pretty funny. I don't really. I mean, he also donated a ton of his money. He donated ten percent of what he made to the to the. Warrior Foundation.
0: So, Vlad Jr., his home runs mm-hmm. totaled 7.6 miles worth of home runs in distance.
1: When was the last time you went 7.6 miles anywhere hey, on your feet?
0: I pop around the city a lot sometimes.
1: Okay, that's
0: fair. Um, it's
1: been a really long time for me. Yeah, I, I think I walked like five miles.
0: It's got to be recently. a day where like I
1: start the day drinking somewhere and I'm just moving all around the city. Oh, good. You know, beer is supposed to be very good to keep you hydrated. Even though it's alcohol in it. It's got to be light beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I'm all of light Just I'm make sure you don't beer. keep it open on the subway. Hmm. What happens then?
0: You get a ticket. Undercover cops are real dicks.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, anybody that's
0: happened to? Uh, I told my parents it's okay. Oh. Yeah, we can talk about it. All right.
1: Well, yeah, it happens.
0: I know people who have done worse. My mom's literal response was, what a dick that guy was. It was 8.15 in the morning.
2: Hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah what is that wrong Also, that I know someone who got a ticket eight times as much as yours. For drinking, actually, twelve times as much as
0: yours. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and Vlad, just to compare how great Vlad Jr.'s Derby is, and then we'll move on to the All Star game itself. Vlad Senior, in his first four seasons, hit ninety-two home runs and four hundred eighteen games. Vlad Jr. hit ninety-one home runs in fourteen minutes. That's pretty crazy. Which, again, it's not a yeah, real yeah, game, no, but it's real. still, it's. A, it's a, I don't know if it's a feat of strength
1: or, but it's something. My buddy was asking this question.
0: I kind of compare it to Joey Chestnut. Honest, it's like one of it's one of those
1: feats. Yeah. Let me ask you something, because you know this better than me. Is Vlad Jr. a good fielder? What's, like, the scouting point? I think that? he'll stick at third. Uh, his footwork is fine. He's got a rocket arm. So he's good? Yeah. He's not like... He's not like... He's uh, not like Andohar. No. He's not like Andohar, but he's also not like Urshela. He's an average big league third baseman. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. So my buddies were asking me that when we were watching the the game this weekend, and I, I didn't know how to answer because a guy can rake, obviously. He's, like, the top prospect in baseball, but I didn't know if he was who's good in the field or not. uh, Mediocre, you'd say? One to ten. I'd say average. Six? Five or six? Okay.
0: So the Derby and the All-Star game for the first time since 2014 were in an American League city. It was progressive field in Cleveland, Ohio, home of the Indians and Alex's favorite city. And for a seventh consecutive year, the AL emerged victorious, defeating the NL 4-3. Prior to the game, former Indian Cease Sabathia threw out the first pitch to Sandy Alomar Jr., um, Indians legend. And um, the Dodgers pitching yielded the first two runs to the AL. Kershaw allowed a run in the second on a one-out single by Alex Bregman, uh, followed by a two-out RBI double to Michael Brantley. And Walker Bueller then allowed the next run in the fifth when Gary Sanchez, Yankee, Dodger pitchers. led off with a double, moved to third on a grounder, and then scored on a Jorge Polanco single. Um one incredible moment from the game, and I'm sure you had to have seen this even though you didn't really watch the game, was um, the stand-up for cancer where all the Indians teammates stood up with Carlos Carrasco. Mm. Uh, their sta- you know, everyone has a yeah, sign yeah, that yeah. says, I stand for whatever. They said, I stand for Cookie. Really, really cool moment. Um, NL got on the board. Uh, Charlie Blackman Homer, that made it 2-1. Um, and then from there, the AL stuck it out. Uh, they ended up winning 4-3. All-Star Game MVP was Shane Bieber. Dude, uh,
1: could I have been more on with this guy other than the fact that I
0: said he was dark horse for Air Blackman and Gallo hit home runs. Uh, you're right, dude. Yeah, he's good. He's legit. Gallo and Blackman both hit home runs. So maybe they were the, you know, in the mix for MVP, but no clear favor to give it to the hometown guy. Uh, he struck out the sign in his only inning of work and it's crazy. because He just added to the AL all-star roster as a replacement four times or four days prior to the game. Uh, Courtesy of Stats Inc. on Twitter, uh, he's the second pitcher all time to strike out this uh, side in his home park in his first All Star game, joining Bobby Shantz in 1952. Uh, and he's only the third player in All Star game history to win the MVP award in his home park, joining Pedro at Fenway and Sandy Alomar in Cleveland. Um,
2: overall, Sandy Alomar
0: pretty exciting game. Uh, Chapman closed it out for the AL uh, from Andrew Simon. He's the first pitcher to strike out three batters in an all-star game save since Bob Gibson in 65. And what I'm hoping is a preview of the World Series. The final box score line of the game was Tanaka win, Kershaw loss, Chapman save.
1: Yeah, that would be unreal. How many Andrew Simons do you think there are on this planet? I feel like I see that name everywhere. It's pretty... Partner with part of my friend named Andrew Simon? Yeah, he played on the softball. Right? right? Oh it no, is... that's, that's Simon softball. Uh, who is Andrew? Maybe it was Andrew Simon who went to Maryland that was Fred's apartment. I'm not sure. I mean, it's a pretty generic Jewish name. I think. It's think pretty, pretty generic and Jewish. Um,
0: over the week, some sad news. Um, former big leaguer Jim Bowden passed away. Uh, he was an ace for the late dynasty penning winning Yankees, uh, an outcast on the hapless sixty nine Seattle pilots um, but what he 's probably most most known for is being the author of Ball Four, arguably the greatest book ball, baseball book of all time. He passed away from cancer at the age of eighty. Uh, you know I could go over his baseball career, but that 's not the most important part. He was a 20 game winner, had a great career. Um, but when he wrote this book, Ball 4 in 1969, um, it, or excuse me, it was written in the 70s about his time with the Pilots at 69 and the Yankees. Uh, and The book gave fans a look at the side of baseball mm-hmm. that was previously unseen by anyone but the deepest insiders. Uh, he wrote about dirty jokes, amphetamines, drunk womanizing. Um, he talked about how Mickey Mantle got a day off for being hungover once. Um, and in the ninth inning, he, he needed to pinch hit. He had a game-winning homer. One of the reporters said, Mick, had you do that clear you were hurting. And he goes... I saw three balls. I swung at the ball in the middle, headed out. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Um, but, I mean, this book was a really big deal. Um, the commissioner of baseball, Bowie Kuhn, said the book was detrimental to baseball and tried to force bound to sign a statement saying the book was a work of fiction. Uh, he pretty much told them to go screw themselves. Pete Rose yelled to him, fuck you, Shakespeare, um, <laughs> while in the dugout when the Astros faced the Reds. Uh, so a really interesting career. Great writer, Um, but for our generation, what he's probably most important for, uh, along with Portland Mavericks teammate Rob Nelson, in 1997, he helped invent Big League Chew Bubblegum.
1: Really? Big League Chew's good?
0: So, I mean, between the book, a pretty solid career, and Big League Chew, definitely a guy who left his mark on the
1: baseball world. How many people, like, listen, like, rest in peace, fantastic life, but here's the question for you about Big League Chew. How many... Uh, Eight or nine-year-old little leaguers have chewed Big League Chew uh, as a supplement for real chew. And then, as they grew up, started chewing tobacco when they're in high school playing baseball. I – Yeah. Maybe not the greatest thing to leave behind. But it's a great book. I mean, the thing is, though, when you're a kid, you have no idea that it's Chew isn't chewing tobacco. Yeah, you don't.
0: But then you, like – And then when you get older, you're like, oh, Big League, chew. Yeah. This makes sense now. Oh, it's
1: strange. You put it in.
0: Well, that's like, you ever see Little Big League?
1: Actually, I don't think so. Which one is that?
0: The one with the twins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And the one pitcher, Blackjack, takes the wad of Mm -hmm. chew and just wraps it in the gum, Mm -hmm. throws it in his mouth. That's what I think of when I think of Big League chew. Yeah.
1: But regardless, Big League chew was lit and honestly made Little League so much more fun.
0: All right, so Verlander was talking about juiced balls. I think we both agree the balls are juiced. I agree with everything Verlander has to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last thing I want to talk about is the Atlantic League um, trying some crazy new rules and just getting your thoughts on those. Sheesh. Uh, so the MLB yeah. and the Independent Atlantic League entered into a three-year agreement in which the Atlantic League will adopt experimental rules suggested by the MLB to study their effects on gameplay. Basically, they're a guinea pig for Major League Baseball. Um, some ideas that have been talked about are banning defensive ships, moving the rubber back, back a couple of feet to mitigate, Hard throwing pitchers um, And electronic balls and strikes Uh, But in the second half of this season The league will allow the following So batters can steal first base On any pitch Not caught in flight Mm -hmm. And will be considered a live ball Um, So it's similar to the drop third strike But any pitch in the count And it happened today Did it? It happened in a game today. Did the guy make it to first? Guy made it to first. So that's one rule. And then the other per Bob Nightingale. Uh, A pitcher is now required to step off the rubber in order to attempt the pickoff. You only get one foul bunt permitted with two strikes before a strikeout is called. Uh, Or excuse me, you now get one foul bunt Other way around. Now it's if you bunt on two strikes and it's foul, you're out. Mm -hmm. Um, And the check swing rule is more batter friendly. Of these... um, I think the pitcher required to step off the rubber is a nothing I don't like thing. I like that, yeah. I mean, I think I get it, It's whatever. The foul bunt. The foul bunt with two strikes, I kind of like. I think it could bring a little bit of small ball back into the game. I don't hate that rule. The foul ball. Like you're permitted now with two strikes if you foul off oh, a ball. Oh no, bun, yeah, I like that. It's too. not a strikeout. And I think especially if the National League is not going to adopt the DH, mm-hmm. I think allowing pitchers another shot to lay totally. bunt down, I kind of like It's good for baseball. Check swing being more batter friendly. Great. I mean, so many hitters get screwed with, uh, you know, the home plate umpire. Yeah, what does that mean, being more scatter friendly? They though. kept it very they vague. They kept it vague, All right. This stealing first thing, though, is fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you think of how many wild pitches there are in a given Major League Baseball game, yeah. and a guy could just say, screw it, I'm going to run to first. And at the same time, if you're the hitter, how do you determine, screw it, I'm going to run to first?
1: I kind of love it. I think it depends the, what hitter you are. I mean, I think if you're like, if you have some speed, then you do it. If you're a catcher with speed, if you will. Yeah, no. If you would have speed, if you can, if you know that you're going to make it, then you go. But otherwise, I don't know. I think it's a risky move. I just think it's like a really... I think it's a weird rule. By I think the it's, it's a weird
0: rule to even try out. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think look. it's cool to try it out.
1: Try, I, I, that's one that I'm like, listen, that'll be exciting for the people who go to the Atlantic League games. Oh,
0: it's going to increase Atlantic you know? League attendance. And like you said, in a league like the Atlantic League, it's like, who cares? Who plays in the Atlantic
1: League? Did the, the Bluefish? They don't play anymore, but did they? Were they in the Atlantic League? That sounds right. Yes.
0: All right, guys. Any concluding thoughts for this week's show, baseball or otherwise?
1: Yeah. So here's what I want to get at. Um, is this is baseball I, related or otherwise? Um, no. It's well, yeah, it is. Hold on. So we were talking about um, we were talking about how fast McGregor punches, right? This is a good conclusion. So thought. they said McGregor's left hand is equivalent to a 10-pound sledgehammer being swung at 20 miles per hour. So if we're talking miles per hour here, we're not in the right conversation. We, as the physics group that we need to talk about, need to talk about momentum, which is mass times velocity. Did you know that?
0: So one of my buddies was a chemical engineer. Should I call him on air about this right yeah, now? No, no, right,
1: no, no, not right now. We should have an answer when we come back. Um, so a baseball is five ounces, which is essentially a third of a pound, right? Sure. So if you do, say, point three, five, we'll say, So I'm not doing all this math, times 100, you get the momentum of 35. If you do 20 miles per hour times 10, you get 200. So that being said, McGregor has way more momentum, so the punch to the face would hurt significantly more probably than the fastball to the ribs. I'm changing my opinion. Hit me in the ribs with that pitch. Bang! And we need to call our physics friend. I have a very smart physics friend that I'm gonna call right after this.
0: All right. Yeah, my buddy's getting a PhD in physics. So I'll call. My him boy,
1: as well. 4.0 aerospace engineer, won the aerospace engineering award at the University of Maryland. It's the ninth best aerospace engineering program in the country. He is a staunch Republican, which makes him impossible to talk to. But he's one of my best friends. Loves gambling too.
0: Well, my buddy who's got the PhD uh, gets to play with lasers. Um, so when we're talking politics next time with him, I'll bring the lasers in, and we could combine friends. Love it. All right. Cool. All right. With Sam and Alex, uh, my name is Chase Midorski, and this is the Underdog Sp- Sports Baseball Show. Enjoy your week. Peace.